Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Show number 128, getting involved here. One Everson Walls for the Giants here at the he was 28 with the Giants, I believe. Anyway, so <laughs> I think he was. I was going to say, man, Everson Walls is a giant. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, he was a, uh, giant, a cowboy. So he, what are we talking about I, here? He was on the, uh, wasn't he on the Gi- uh, Giants when they won the Super Bowl? Uh, probably, but we don't yeah, talk about that. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, anyway, I don't know. You're private chatting me there. I don't know what's going on. But hey, listen, this is show number 128, getting involved here. Now, of course, behind the glass, your friend and mine. From old timers day, wearing the cowboy hat, coming because I'm coming to you live from downtown Mawa. Of course, Dave Sturchio from Chop Sports Media Studios, Empire of the World, coming to <laughs> us live here from downtown Matawan in his cowboy gear. All excited about the NFL season, which takes place in two weeks. But before that happens, we have a show to do. Dave, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, shout out to everybody who's about to get cut today, uh, whether whatever team you are. It is cut down day here in the NFL. So at four o'clock, you'll have your uh, your rosters a little bit more crystallized. And, um, you know, it, it's just like anything else. I tried to put out a tweet this morning about not like ragging on people that get, you know, cut because it's like it's getting fired. So if like I got fired from a job, it's not like Jimmy would be like, thank God we needed to make some room for somebody else. You know what I mean? So yeah, you would people's you, dreams would, are being crushed here. Yeah, you wouldn't put that out about Chris Gucci from the Jimmy Plumbo show. No. <laughs> I actually but, you know uh, what? Come to think of it, maybe I would. The uh Chris well, Gucci yeah, subject to waivers. Chris Gucci <laughs> now, picks them up. We're going to discuss Chris Gucci in just a moment. Oh, great. Um, we'll have some fun with that. But, well, yeah, you're right. The cuts are – you know what it is? A lot of guys will never play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a little better now than it was 20 years ago. Guys, you know, they, they don't all go pump gas anymore. Yeah, that's true. I think um, some do, I guess. But some have a – you know, uh, some end up – you know, I think that the word's out that you can't be, you know – a complete piece of garbage if you uh, if you don't make it. You got to get some grades in anyway. Right. But all right. Well, show number one twenty eight. Cut day here at uh, the NFL. I could care less about who the Giants cut. I'm old. I go by. I watch the games, and those that are the players stinks. I watch. Everybody <laughs> stinks anyway. Um, and we got a lot to discuss here. But as you well know, here at Shay, nice little clunky start to our show is always smooth as oil here at Shay. Um, we do the baseball card thing. And of course I have, my brother's going to be mad at me because my brother's going to remember this guy really well. And it really goes against what this, what this bit is about, but I'm going to go with you. Willie Horton, your oh, friend yes. and mine, Willie Horton, a uh, big time Detroit tiger actually has a monument at Comerica. Do you realize that? Like very few I guys get a monument. He's got a monument, uh, which blew me away. I would not have guessed that, but Willie, uh, I got his 1973 card there, and I don't know how, like, it's just jammed in with random cards. <laughs> and I didn't set this up. They've been sitting on my shelf for, like, you know, 30 years. He played 18 years in the bigs. Mm-hmm. Lifetime batting average, 273, 325 home runs, 1167 RBIs, 1,900 hits. Um, you know, he's one of those, like, he's one of those guys that shouldn't make the Hall of Fame. Because it's it's a hall. It's supposed to you're supposed to be awesome. But if there was that second tier, he would be in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, played for Detroit for 15 years, then played with Texas, Cleveland, Oakland, Toronto, and Seattle, like a lot of guys did. He was a DH at the end. He was an early African American for the Tigers. Um, I think he was their second one, and uh, he hit 20 20 plus home runs seven times. That's 
What are you laughing not, at? Not to be confused with the first one. It's like, I don't know who that is. It just said he was the second one. I don't one. either. It's just like, he's the second one. He's the second one. But I, he's, uh, you know, I guess the first one probably was not that big of a deal because everybody remembers <laughs> right. that. Willie the fact that you had to write second one is like, oh, he was actually right. good. That's right. Good. But yeah, the other guy probably didn't do so well. Right. Um, although maybe we're wrong. Maybe what? You know what? I got to look that up now. My yeah, brother's going to be mad it's at me. Jackie Robinson on the back end of his career. He's like, oh, by the way, it was Jackie. <laughs> Martin Walsack, I like to thank my fans chiming in here on the chat board. My sister, Martin Walsack, uh, Dying Breed Garage, Will Pena. Um, anyway, he had 20 or more home runs seven times. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a statue at the park. God bless America. Now, in 1967, during the riots in Detroit, he actually went out on top of cars with his uniform on, trying to keep everybody to calm down. Interesting. And in Detroit burned for five days. So Willie Horton <laughs> failed at that. Failed. But, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I laughed at this because he was like a very good player for a very long time. Um, considered like a, uh, you know, wasn't the best fielder. Ended up DH at the end. Had a little pop in him. Uh, so it sounds like uh, he ended up coaching with them. He he uh, had an assistant GM position with the Tigers. One of those like for Tiger mm. fans, Willie Horton's like all world. You know what I mean? He's no um, Ricky Hill, but you know he's that. No, he's, he's no Ricky there. Hill for sure from last <laughs> week. But he also saved Al Kaline's life. Who was Al Kaline's a Hall of Famer? There was a collision, and uh, in the outfield, and supposedly Al Kaline got like hit in the throat, and he started turning blue. And like Willie Horton, like grabbed his neck and like. You know, he didn't give mouth to mouth, but he like he got put him in the up. Hall of Fame. Put him yeah, in the yeah. Hall of Fame. I mean, two seventy three hitter and saving lives. <laughs> so, but he also on. won. Hey, look, the guy also won a World Series in sixty seven. So God bless uh, Willie Horton. Uh, this guy, uh, you know, I remember him as a kid. I, he he was a good wiffle ball player for me. I used to imitate <laughs> his stance a little bit. So this guy was definitely not in the spokes on the back of his card. It, it says Willie was first scouted at age fourteen. Um, and, you know, other unnecessary stats here. But that's it. Willie Horton now, as you well know, Dave's been researching shitty tight ends for the Cowboys. And we do this for no reason because I still think every time the Giants play the Cowboys, there's always a tight end open. But Dave says Get that's ready. not we got true. three of them this year, boy, or maybe even four right. of them. So you better be ready right. for well, that. You never, it's still, I, still, I still think it's the same guy. I really do. <laughs> anyway, so who do we got with your shitty you know Cowboys so tight end? It's so funny you say that. Um, the Steelers had a tight end his name was heath miller for the longest time it was like i felt like it was like half of my lifetime and no matter what now every time he caught a ball the crowd collectively would do heath right right they right. replaced them and they kept doing heath no matter who it was they oh, kept that's getting, great. it was a tight end that's they were great heath. i think that was great actually i love that that's like the um, pot van sucks thing with the cheers they do it like in high right. school they right. do it like if there's like a, a a national honor society meeting at the end of something <laughs> you hear one guy yell out pop van sucks it's like i love that absolutely uh my tight end today is actually which is perfect because he played in the entire gap between novacek and witten so like okay. he was there as like a so I should know guy. this guy then. I Not really. <laughs> From 95 <laughs> to 2000. So Witten came a little bit later than that, but his name is Eric Bjornson. Oh, I don't 6 know foot 4 236 uh, right out of California. Uh he listen, he played a lot of games and except for the uh, he played for the Patriots in 2000 where he only played eight, but the previous four seasons, he played no less than 14 games for the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, okay. he was active. He was, you know, catching balls here and there. Not a lot, but 
Um, he's got, I don't know. He's got six that total was that, touchdowns. Was that, in the, his life. was that the Hogaboon era after? Uh, no, 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 no. Hogaboon uh, was before Troy. Who was the who was the quarterbacks then? Uh, oh, it was Troy for a little while, and then he got uh, concussed for the last time, and he got his bell rung, and then. Like I said, we can have a whole podcast on the quarterbacks in between Troy and Tony Romo. If you want, okay. we can segue to that uh, because okay. I'm running out of tight ends. But if you want to do shitty cowboy quarterbacks we'll from do about that. We'll, next week, next week, we will start doing shitty uh, cowboy quarterbacks. Done. And maybe <laughs> do a little them. research. Maybe, maybe, you know, give me something maybe a little bit before Stallback or after. Maybe give okay. me some love there. All right. Um, so that's it. So Eric Bjornsson, who really didn't do anything. Well, I didn't know because I was watching games back then. But there was a point in my giant watching career that I faded away. Giants probably weren't any good then. I think they were. And uh, you just, life gets in the way and you just don't watch. I, I mean, after, the they won the Super, after Parcells won that Super Bowl, they were kind of irrelevant until 2000, right? I mean, they didn't really do anything. Yeah, they didn't win any divisions. They weren't that good like that. the year they yeah. lost in the Super Bowl. And I was at that game too. All right. So Eric Bronson and Willie Horton there tried to save the world from the riots. It didn't work out, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's still alive. He's 80 years old, by the way. All right, so that begins our show. Now, of course, um, very sad news coming out of downtown Mawa. Um, my weight situation. Now, last week I was two fourteen. Announcement. I know. I love that. <laughs> sad, this sad is, day here, Jay. This is a sad day. Last week I came in at two fourteen point two, like a young bone crusher Smith. And this week I thought I did go away for a couple of days, and I didn't play well on the diet thing. There, I'm not sure. I came in at a robust 214.8.6. But I am a fat. I see my, I need chin pay on here. Listen, you know what? I get why do you gotta grow say, the beard? It's to hide all that stuff, Jimmy. You gotta, you just gotta grow the beard, see, man. I gotta do the beard thing. It's, and I'm, I'm wondering, you have you ever, I mean, I've seen a million of your headshots. Have you ever actually tried to grow a beard beard or I, no? A, a little goatee once around here, a big like country western star okay. goatee around. Just curious. But then it gets right. itchy. I can't stand it. And you gotta get past that uh, stage. Once you get past that, it's smooth sailing after that. But I have to pull back the curtain a little bit for all the Jimmy Palumbo fans and supporters out there. This weight was taken literally four seconds before we went live, and Jimmy had his right. ear pods in the entire time. So could be. I, was I had my Apple Watch. Yes, I was giving him live commentary, and, then, you know what? I'm, and I'm wearing the I'm wearing very heavy underwear. So there's, there's some controversy at the weigh-in here at the Mirage that uh, we're not so sure he may not be. Uh, He's gonna the next way in. I'm gonna be the one holding up the towel, like well, nobody so nobody can that's see it. it. That's it. I'm gonna come in. You look, I look like Butterbean. My sister's gonna be pissed. She's been saying I'm a fat bastard for a while now. Yeah. Um, which brings us to your friend and mine, our Patreon. And sadly, we are mired. We are like the New York Yankees of, of mired in slumps. We're stuck at 35. No 36. No more Canes. Um, and uh, Coney. I can't believe there's not a David Cone fan out there. We should have. Uh, uh, we should have told. Um... Uh, Ricky Hill to join the Patreon, but we didn't. Yeah, he we, should have gave me his three dollars. He did such missed, a great job. We missed out on that. Yeah, welcome Stephen Bash to the show here, coming out on the chat board of Martin Walsack and my sister, and of course, uh, Dying Breed Garage. But got a Mike uh, Patreon, uh, Mike we are, I got to give a big shout out to my boy Mike Shecky Lawler, big Dolphin fan. He's painting. Uh, he's doing a job. He's painting somewhere, so he's got the he's there got he the audio on, and he is listening to my show. And he sent me something very funny. I didn't get it back to him right away. He sent me. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'm sure you have. Some of those old Tommy Lasorda YouTube clips of him oh, on the yeah. mound. They oh, are yeah. just. They are yeah. just. And then, and the one audio when he curses. I I, I spent like 20 minutes. 
I wish they had all, I, they probably threw them out because back in the day, uh, uh, the, the, I'm sure like Billy Martin and Earl Weaver and Lasorda. Have you, have you ever heard the, the Terry Collins one from a couple years back from the Mets? It's he was one of, you got to give us a shot. You got to, oh my God. I'm going to send it to you as soon as the show's over today. It is so good. I and think like, I saw just, that. I think I, I want to see that. And as his way out, that. he's on his way out. He's at the very top of the uh, of the dugout. He's finally done it. And, and like the last thing, he's like, little cocksucker. <laughs> just, dude, Terry Collins, the man. That's great. That's oh, great. great. But uh, I promise Shecky, Mike Lawler, uh, who's good friends with Artie back in the day, I'd give him a shout out for sending me that stuff. And he listens to the show and critiques when I say something stupid. He's like, him and, him and uh, Mike Lawler and my brother, Frank are, are the only two critiques to Siskel and Ebert of my show. Like, <laughs> I'm doing a live show, and God forbid I say 1977 instead of 1979. Like, it was 79. Like, all right, calm down. No credibility whatsoever. But yeah, so we're we're mired in a slump here at Patreon, but that's okay. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, Stephen Bash over here with the with the assault. Get rid of the cowgirl hat. All right, listen. Get rid of uh, your speakers. <laughs> Stop listening. Uh, Stephen ba- I don't know if you're uh, new to the show, but if you are, Dave Sergio is a. Uh, that's not new news that he's a cowboy fan. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, uh, not at all. I, it, you know what? It's not even a point where I mock him out for it anymore. I mean, he was only ten when the Cowboys won it last. I was. I, I was. I. Uh, you know, that was a. And since then, every you know. Every year, every Monday going into school as high school was was not a good time for Dave. Mm-hmm. But um, now I know I knew Daryl Clark was going to kick in. He's my asshole buddy from uh, uh, Louisiana down there. That's because it's college football week. And I've decided to, in honor of Bear Bryant, wear my Bear Bryant hat that I got for three dollars at a garage sale. I thought it was cool. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing the Bear Bryant. And we're going right. to get more about we're doing my college football preview really a Rutgers preview i got a couple of things i uh would tell people about they're all um, over you right now in the comments man uh, (laughs) troy with a good one did you get the free bowl of soup with the hat holy (laughs) shit that's very good uh yes uh yes i know steven bash me and you do go way back uh colonia people uh, and Martin Smart Wolsack getting involved with quick three tie the score and inning one with <laughs> I like the hat. No, because I got the beads in and the beads, the AirPods in here, and I can wear the cool hats. And I got a hat collection, so every week I'm going to wear a, a, a hat that I used to like to wear back in the day. This is so and- silly. My dad works for uh, for the last forty years of his life. He works for a, a hat distributing company. I should just get you a bunch of fedoras. I know he's got them, so. I'll have to gift oh, you some. Yeah, I, my, I, dad I, listen, I have, my dad actually I, I, listens to the show now, by the way. So. All right. So he's listening right now. But I have I like I to see what he has because yeah. I have a gray one, a brown one. I got this one. I got a I got, you know, I gotta I gotta fill in the collection to get it get it color mm. right. Um, but I used to love wearing these hats. I'm gonna start wearing them again because I'm bald now. I'm bald and fat. And uh <laughs> if I owned Great. a hat company, I'd be like, come on in. If you're bald and fat, we got the hat for you. Jimmy <laughs> Palumbo's beautiful line of hat wear here at Shave. Um, I gotta start getting in shape though. I'll, I'll make it happen. I promise you, because I'm I am gonna run that 5K and yeah, shock that, the world. That boy um, Troy Tom Landry hat. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Uh, which brings us to Absolute Eyewear, America's favorite sponsor here from the mm-hmm. Omni, 42 Main Street in Woodbridge, New Jersey, down by the train station, 732-326. Eyes. Ah, oh, Dave Sturcho with a delayed three almost blocked as LeBron came swatting by, but he got it off for a quick three. 326-3937. Three, three, Craig and Janine go in there. They're opticians. 
They uh, they love us. We love them. You go in there. They got everything in there. They take care of you. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. Mm. They, they size you up. It's well worth it. They'll give you a good price. They'll give you a deal. $100 off a pair of glasses. They love the show. They're always listening. Uh, Johnine listens like a day later. On, uh, I think she I always get a, yeah, I always get a text. I always get a text and or she, uh, she, something uh, oh, a day later. Yeah, she, she always laughs at at least a few lines. Um, that we say uh so go down there they've been in the business for like i don't know 18 19 years something like that open five days a week they're closed wednesday why to play softball and they're closed sundays why to watch those scrub giants get beat by the cowboys right. <laughs> except they would they could stay open this opening day sunday because then you'd be back by the sunday eight, night are you guys going to the game anybody going uh, besides me i'm going i'm oh, going. That's right. you did I'm tell me that me. okay me and we'll, my buddy dave talk. are going yeah. um so that should be fun but yeah. anyway Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, down by the train station and downtown. Woodbridge, give them a shout, 732-326-3937. And they got a hell of a selection there. Your attention, please. Now available at Absolute Eyewear, Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturchio's Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley's kids are there. Uh, they have kids in Oakley glasses for the kids. I don't know why the fuck. I don't know why I continue to like giggle at that. Like you say it for the last like fourteen shows that I've been on this thing, and every time Charles just Oakley's little... kids are. Or I can, or I can pull the Chris Gucci and just. Oh, st- <laughs> the Gucci stare. Uh, I, I could never tell if he's looking at porn or the stock market. Like I, I used to go, like I'd be like, "Hey, Chris, 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 we're here, we're live." Uh, Ben Wexler anyway. getting involved here says I have to be the shit talking catcher on the beer league. The series. Well, stay tuned, Ben. Well, stay tuned. Cause we got some news coming up right now. Yeah. We will discuss. Well, listen, there's beer league news. Uh, mm-hmm. And w- what we're doing, as you well know, kind of, we are shooting three more. We're excited about it. We raised, we had to do a second campaign and uh, we're going to be promoting that. We need a few more dollars to get it all going, but I'm also getting some private donations from close uh, friends and family. Uh, And um, we are going to be shooting three more. And ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be some new casting in the beer league series. That's right. Dave Sturgeo is, will be having a part in the beer league series. He will be part of Manganelli's evil team. Oh yeah. He will be, (laughs) he can only have a cowboy because Manganelli's a cowboy fan. He's a cowboy fan. If I, if I went to a casting director, how can I find an asshole cowboy fan <laughs> to play the part that I realized he's on my show every week? There this is. is the easiest casting ever. Uh, now, have we decided we, we're working on your character name? Mm. Now, I thought because you wrestled, uh, what was your what was your wrestling character name? My wrestling character name was Dave Destruction with a hyphen, not okay. spelled out. So you will be. Destruction on our, on our thing, which will be hysterical. Oh, How are you going to keep gonna straight give it up for good? But uh, here I, I am, said, back from the dead. Back from the dead, <laughs> Dave. Destruction with a with a hashtag. Matter of fact, I'm going to make you say that on the thing with a hashtag. <laughs> it's destruction uh, with a thing. What do you think you have to do that? It will yeah. look at you like you're a jerk off. Yeah. Um, which will be funny. Let's bring so, in the guest, man. We're going to bring him in in two seconds. I just, I, I'm, I'm annoyed. I shouldn't say what I'm about to say, but I am. He's going to hang on. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's just, uh, 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 no, before we get to our guest, I, um, uh, 
Artie Lang's manager just won't no. post about the beer league, the series. I don't understand it. Uh, it makes me crazy. I love you, Tom. Tom, not Tom Bollinger. Now who's a guy coming on, but the other Tom, Artie's manager. I don't understand. Just put it on the you social want me media. To, you want me to take care of this? No, you can't. Is that what you do? I'm fine. I'm I'm gonna, fine. Otherwise, I'm going to have Dave D. Struction Sergio take care of this. Uh, I haven't talked to Artie in a little bit. I know he's sober, and I know I just don't understand this. Put it out there. Artie, what's in beer league? We're doing some beer league thing. What does it hurt? Uh, anyway, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I was like, you know what? That's like, you know, I'm 58 years old. There's like Tom eight seconds in ago. I'm chair backstage yeah, right now. He's just like, oh, what are you doing, Jimmy? What are you doing? My career, we're out of timeouts here. You know what I mean? It's like a minute and a half to go. We're down this by eight. This is our last 30 second on the last yeah, one. I need, I need I need, to score and get the two-point conversion. I mean, right. the fans are dwindling out. I'm, I'm backed up on my own eight after a oh great punk. God. You know what I mean? I mean uh-huh. you know, I'm sure the first pass I throw will be a 25-yard strike over the middle, though. To well, Eric Bjornsson. There you go, to Eric Bjornsson getting involved. And here comes Willie Horton. Ah, the callbacks are here. It's shame. Um, anyway, well, we have a special guest um, I have to bring on. And um, th- there's really no reason to have this guy on other than <laughs> I love him and I'm going to bust his balls. But, you know, he's a very important part of Beer League. And I'm going to see if I can click him on right now. Uh, he's a very important part of Beer League. He's one of the producers, and he directed Beer League the series. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your friend and mine, welcome here, director, producer, Tom Baldinger to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? I, I got, I, the only thing that's got me a little nervous is, Dave, you said, you know, you want me, you want me to go take care of him. You know, Jimmy Palumbo, Dave Sturcio, you know, Maganelli. I know a couple guys. guys. And and you got an Irish guy directing it. So I don't know. There's, <laughs> yes. there's something wrong here. I don't think we're going to send down Baldinger to go take care <laughs> yeah, of the no. over there. Yeah, Baldinger's Just talk on his shirt. Yeah, Excuse guy. me, sir. <laughs> yeah, you, you sound like an offensive lineman, a fifth-year senior out of Iowa. I <laughs> asked Tom him if Baldinger. he was related to, to Brian, but he said <laughs> no. Brian Baldinger, no. I wish I was. So funny. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, so Tom, welcome to the show. Now, uh, obviously, uh, like, first of all, how you doing? What's going on, man? Good, good. I'm good. Yeah, it's getting getting ready, man. I'm, I'm excited, Jimmy. We're excited to to bring Dave into the mix of uh, of the, the the beer league, the series. Uh, looking forward to yeah, deconstruction. We're gonna have to have him like when he says that every time he's got to like throw, put up a little like a little symbol that shows the dash. De- yeah, we're gonna construction. Maybe yeah. we'll put a little really dash on it. De- is he going with deconstruction? Is that what's it's happening here? Destruction, oh not deconstruction. What is no, he? I, that's what I say. Deconstruction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're never gonna get his name. Right. Maybe that'll be part of it. We'll just never get his name right. Oh, dude, I've been called it all dysfunction. I, I listen. It's, it's been out as there. long as the joke is the little dash in between, because that's critical <laughs> marketing. I mean, if we're gonna we're gonna put the beer league on the internet, we gotta have Dave Destruction with the hashtag. Otherwise, it doesn't work. But all right, so Tom, you've been in the business a while, so tell me a little. I, I know a little bit about your earlier career, but not as much as I should. We met first of all. I'll tell you how we met uh, on a on a shitty little short, um, and I say that with a smile. Um, he was casting something, and next thing you know, I I, I, don't know, I got submitted on it, or he knew a friend of a friend. Next thing you know, I'm on the set. It was a cool little thing, and um, we started talking, and I was getting ready to launch this beer league thing, and you were like, you stopped me dead in my tracks, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa who's directing? Who's, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I met some guy. I'm going to use him, and <laughs> Tom Baldinger was like, no, 
No. Did you sign a contract? I'm doing this. I'm your guy. So I said, all right. I didn't really know the other guy that well. And I only had one conversation with him. He didn't call me back the second time. So Tom, we met that way. Um, and uh, we started doing it. Now, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you get started in this? What, what, what's your deal? So 624 Productions is, uh, is my production company in, uh, in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Uh, you know, it's been a, we've, been, we've been an LLC production company for, you know, 12 plus years. Um, I graduated from Wagner College, Staten Island, as a theater major. Um, after that, I realized, I, was a, I realized that I was not a very good actor. Um, and uh, decided to do writing. And I, re- I realized that 30 years Jimmy, ago for Jimmy me. Still, I'm still Jimmy here. still hasn't realized that yet. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. All the outtakes from Dave Destruction will be utilized. Oh, they all get sent to my Dropbox privately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I yeah, and who runs him. your social media, Jimmy? Yeah, I know. That's the only problem. I'll, I'll have to go hire someone else. It'll cost uh-huh. me more money to get you to abuse you on social media. All right, so you realize you, you, you I didn't realize you started out as an actor. Uh, I did, I did, I did the whole musical theater thing. You know, so I was the lead in Damn Yankees, my senior year in college. Did Jesus Christ Superstar, singing, dancing, and all that kind of stuff. I did not I actually, know that the guy, I, my God, the guy. Who and did, I'll tell you this too: I went to Mike Nichols Acting School for my master's in acting. For wow. it was a two-year program in New York City. And, and you still get along with your parents after all that? Yeah, oh my God! <laughs> let me tell you, it was. It was after one year of it, I realized I was like, wow, I don't belong here. And my mom literally said to me, she's like, well, you got to get a friggin' job. Like, you, can't, you, right. you know, you can't be living here. I've had, I've um, had my family members been telling me that for 35 years. Why, why don't you try to talk to your dad about becoming a professional wrestler? How about that yeah. conversation? <laughs> hey, so dad, you my, are. It's like, what, what, what? What did I pay for school for? What was that? I'm sorry. You said what? Uh-huh. Yeah. You are amongst friends here in that category. <laughs> but we chose not to listen. But at least you. Uh, all right. So then what did you decide to do? You decided to pack well, it in. I, I started, I started working in the financial industry and I've been in the financial industry for almost 20 years. But back then I wrote my first play, uh, raised money through friends and family, put it on in the city at the producers club. And that's when I fell in love. I was like, all right, I love producing. I love directing. And then it was like, it was my third play that I did called two sides of love that we were kind of doing like a little shitty little community tour of it here in Jersey and ran into my our now our one of our uh, director of photography is Jeff Sesselberg, who's part of the 624 family. He was the stage manager at this uh, at this playhouse. I think it was in Brunswick somewhere. And he came up to me. He was like, "Hey, you ever think about doing like a short film version of this play?" And it wasn't, it wasn't Playhouse 22, was it? That's it. Yes, Playhouse 22. Ah, yes. You know. Okay. And I you know, know why? Do you know why I know about Playhouse 22? Why? Jimmy Palumbo, his first start as a big right-hander on a Colonia who goes five and two-thirds, scatters three hits in the production of Played Against Sam at Playhouse 22 back in 1989. Uh, So that's where I got my start. You might might know Jeff's dad. Jeff's dad is Bill Sesselberg. He ran Playhouse 22 for a number of years, for a long time. Back in the – they're in a new facility now. I was in the old – I was in the old Detroit State with the short porch over there. <laughs> they rebuilt the stadium well after me. This is 1989. You weren't doing that back then. No, 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 no. I was. I, I won't tell you how old I was in 1989. Yeah, um, I mean, I was four, so anybody can. So you started doing that, and then the play took off a little bit. Play, the play became a, a short film. Uh, Ronnie Marmo was, uh, was, was our I star in it. Woodbridge so, and Ronnie was, Ronnie was like my mentor. He kind of like, he's like, this is what you got to do. This is what you can't do kind of film. And 
just kind of, you know, it just uh, it laid out from there. And ever since then, we've been doing short films, music videos. We did a feature. Um, we got a couple new projects that we're working on now that we're really excited about, as as well as Beer League. Um, so it's been uh, it's been good. It's been it's been busy. It's it's allowed me to meet people like you, Jimmy, and like you, Dave, and uh, and the, the Rolodex keeps getting bigger and, and wider and stronger. And we all get broker. Every every contact I look at a Rolodex is like, wow, every contact in my Rolodex probably cost me fifteen hundred dollars. You know, I gotta be the my, one. my Rolodex is filled up. Oh, really? You must be down about forty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's so funny, Jimmy, because when you when you approached me about beer league, and you, well, when you t told me what you were doing, I remember seeing the, the original movie with my brother, who him and I played softball. We played in like firemen's leagues. We played in policemen's leagues. Right. I played softball for a long time, and that was like that was our go-to movie when we would go down to Long Beach Island with our buddies. We'd throw on. We'd, we'd bring down Beer League, Artie Lang's Beer League. We'd bring down Blazing Saddles, Caddyshack. And those are the movies we'd watch no. late at night. <laughs> Beer League in the first round of the tournament, wow. taking on Blazing Saddles. Dude, it was. by 11 with six seconds to go. <laughs> it was. It was in the realm of films that we would watch. And it was... You know, well, so that when it you, was, was it like, is a cult classic for Jersey. People. Tom, can I ask you? Can I ask you if, if you had the same reaction uh, that I did, being that I was a beer league extraordinaire and just uh, one of the <laughs> one of the major fans uh, of the show? Uh, when I first interacted with Jimmy, Jimmy was talking about on Facebook. I was friends with him on Facebook. First of all, that that day where it said Jimmy, you know, Palumbo accepted your friend request, I was like, Oh my God, yeah. it's Jimmy Palumbo! And then all of a sudden. <laughs> He's like, I got to do a podcast. I was like, well, what the hell? I got a studio. Did you have the same reaction as I did? Like when you met Jimmy, did you were like, oh, what a fucking jerk off. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't meet your heroes, bro. <laughs> uh, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your heroes. Okay, no, you know wait a minute. Was, Hang I, on a second, though, Tom. I got to, yeah. before you answer that, I got a rebuttal. Um, <laughs> Then I do my first podcast with didn't even know Dave, who I was. Dave Destruction Sturgio. Call he me was, Chris, first of all. I'm calling him Chris, okay? <laughs> he was, like, petrified of me. He didn't say a word to me the whole time. I'm in this small studio before they expanded. It's, like, the size of a closet. I'm in there, and Dave's like, are you set? Okay. <laughs> Turn the mic <laughs> out. I'm talking. No help from him whatsoever. Nothing I think I even have on. to call Chris on a troubleshooting project like yeah. on the second yeah, episode. Yeah, probably with like, the cable. I'm like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, Jimmy Palumbo enters Chop Sports Media. <laughs> I look back. I feel like I'm in those old black and white videos, like, you know, early Ty Cobb throwing the ball around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so when you first met me, you know, you were, you were, well, you were directing me, though, Tom. So yeah, I was directing you in a, in a web series that we shot called Checked Out. Yeah. And uh, it was... Yeah, I was, you know, I, to be honest, Dave, I was a little starstruck. I was like, dude, this is cool. Like, Jimmy's Same. like, I'm, this is a guy I watched on, you know, Beer League, and I, I, I respect this guy. And I'm the only, I'm the only, he's the reason why, like, and people are like, are you really keeping a batting average in the softball? I'm like, listen, <laughs> like, I'm trying to get to a certain number here, all right? If I can't get there, I stink. So that's, that was that's what it was funny. all about. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I would definitely, and I would, I would quote Jimmy uh, from Beer League all the time. Obviously, prior prior to uh, meeting him, and now, now I don't quote him at all. The, 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 you, <laughs> you ran out of well, you ran out well, of quotes, Tom. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Whenever people do meet me and they're fans of Beer League, the second line is always, "Do you talk to Artie? Do you talk to yeah. Artie?" <laughs> I go from I, I I'm like the opening day pitcher that wins a game. That I don't play another game after that. Yeah, how's um, how's how's Artie doing? Right, it's always the how's Artie doing? Oh, dude, great. Doing? Hey, how's Artie, how's Artie doing? Uh, yeah, but, Artie's uh, doing but okay, but he doesn't. He's not returning. Artie, if you're listening, 
Uh, use your phone, dial the number, or text me. <laughs> I'm still here. Gotta give uh, a shout out to Ben Wexler, who just donated to the Beer League movie. Good luck. There you oh, go, Ben. So That's thank you. Right ben. there, you go. I'll, I wish I wish you. Got, I can't. I, I promise you, I won't tell anybody how much it is. He did. I mean, he did say above. Um, I'm gonna pay the to play as an extra. So I don't know what that costs, but I don't I think, know either. I think I Benny Boy wants in this thing. Maybe maybe he'll be next to you at the gym. We'll be next to D Struck. Maybe we'll no, give ben, him a name ben is, like Ben's about this tall. So right, maybe he'll be like <laughs> I, I love Ben. He'll, he'll be like Ben dude. the you know destruction and the ben little the bruiser. Guy. Yeah, well maybe we'll call him like destruction and Robin, like Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Indiegogo and he's gonna he's gonna withdraw his money from. <laughs> it actually says it. it was donated and then not donated. <laughs> so ben, we Ben, we appreciate it. We really do. Uh, yes, sir. And hundred uh, percent. Hopefully, we'll raise some more money. So anyway, so now you start. So now, how'd you work this whole life? You have a regular job. You got a wife. You got kids. I mean, uh, Dave's married with a couple of kids. I have a daughter. How did you? Um, I mean, you know that gets life gets in the way. And we jokingly me and Dave have been writing uh, another script, which we're really happy about and we will be announcing it soon, but life gets in the way, man. And it's hard. Uh, how, how, what's your balance between getting stuff done in showbiz and your, your, the thing that pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> you know tough. what? It's uh, it's, we've, we've got a great team. 624 productions. Uh, it's got a great team of people that work on it. So it's not just me. Um, you know, my wife is a huge supporter of what I do. So she's, she's behind everything I do. Huge um, supporter. She's like 38 points a game, 12 rebounds, 14, yeah, yeah. 14 assists. <laughs> like, yeah, that's she, like saying, you know, well, she, well, she well owns, Will was good. She, she owns half the company. Like when we, when we launched it, you know, it's half of it's hers, half it's my name. And, you know, so, so I'm, it's, I'm two it, months away from only dealing with your wife. Is that what you're pretty much saying? <laughs> like, very close. Very close. The power, the power struggle. No, you real. have to, your wife has to be in on the, on the joke. That's great. Definitely. So, definitely. And, and, you know, uh, it's just, and it's a good, you know, it's a good team. I mean, we, you know, when we come to work on a project, uh, you know, we, we, you know, it's, it's everybody kind of, you know, rolls their sleeves up and does it, does the, does the job and everybody, everybody's in on it, you know, with, you know, right. with, with that's part of 624 has been with me since the beginning uh since right. 2000 when we started 2012 i mean you know we got you know jeff brad jill i mean uh, megan mcgee joined us you know about four years ago on unsuited i mean it's just it's a great you got a nice great. group but I, that's one of the things that when people said when i got there and i saw the crew I, I said well they got some nice equipment they got some nice people they were hard working it was no bullshit you were in control i look for stuff like that when you do these bullshit um I'm not saying your project was no, no, smaller, like, smaller budget. Bullshit. You do these yeah, smaller no, budget sure. things. I yeah. use the word bullshit, but I don't mean to insult. And yeah. all of a sudden you get, I've done them do where there's no, you're waiting around for hours. Uh, the guy's mother drove away with the camera. I mean, yeah. I've been on those and I, uh, Tom, if you're ever well, looking for uh, some uh, some extra help and extra hand chops, uh, sports media will be gladly. Well, to I've help been saying out. there's uh, elaborate a little bit, man. I think Love there's, there's something there for sure. Yeah. Um, that's, and, uh, that's for a reason, one. man. That's why we're here. So this is great. For sure, for sure. Because right. if you're gonna be broke, you be broke together. The uh, that's the only way. Yeah. To Perfect. The misery. <laughs> misery loves company, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know what I want to talk about, and this, yeah. and, and I, I felt. <laughs> listen, I felt I wanted to talk about beer league series because Tom and I have had some heart to hearts about it. Now, Definitely. I I uh, I love the way it turned out. I do, but you know. After we watched it and we looked at it a bunch of times, we waited about a month. Me and Tom talked, and I want to get his thoughts on it as well. Um, 
we were like the reason the main reason why we're doing three more is that we were stuck in the bar yep and I want to tell people because people always ask me like, why are we at the bar? It was a budget thing. When you shoot multiple locations, you that extends you. You have to go another day. So when you look at the spreadsheet of a budget for a film and you go another day, it, that's like adding a whole other row of well, the guy's getting paid five hundred dollars a day to do the the the, the, uh, the, the audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets now it's a thousand dollars for the gig because it's yep. two days. And we were rushed on it. Um, we also, we were, I wanted to get moving on it as fast as we can. I blame. So I made some mistakes as a producer. Tom, we were supposed to shoot it the week, like around Christmas. Right. And Tom was like, guys, I I'm not ready. This is wrong. Let's give me two or three more weeks. So I think we shot it January 15th or something like that. And that turned out to be a very good decision. But looking back, I think we should have even waited maybe another month and we really got our yeah. ducks in a row. Um, so I want to know. I want to hear some of your thoughts on all of that because I think it's important that the people find out, you know, what was well, going it, on in our heads and stuff. It's tough making. It's tough making a project, right? And quite frankly, Jimmy, even with even with the budget, the limited budget that we had, you know, there are a lot of people in this industry. There's a lot of people in the independent world that just write a script, or like you said, they might have a camera and they put it in fest, and it looks awful. I mean, you you could take what we did, and again, I'm not patting ourselves on the back here, but even with our limited budget. You could take what we did and you could put it up against some really, you know, tier two, even some tier one independent films and independent episodics. We did a really nice job with the limited budget that we had, with the limited time that we had. And that's that's the purpose of I think what we talked about is why we want to do three more, because we've got we've got more budget. We want to take it outside the bar. We want to do more production. Right. We want to put Jimmy in his house. We want to put the guys maybe on the ball field. We want to see Jimmy and Maganelli or and, 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 and Alphonse working out in the gym. But there's a lot of pieces to it. And producing is not is not easy. In fact, the easiest part of the job is when you get to set, in my opinion, the easiest part of the job is when you get to set and you called action. All of that pre-production work—that's the most work. And even, in fact, I was just talking to my son about it. Hey, Tom, he just be on... careful. Your camera's moving a little oh, bit. Sorry, so just, I apologize. Uh, I was very energetic, him. very passionate. Let him go. What is sorry? <laughs> um, I, I was talking. My son was on set with us, and he said to me the other day, "He's like, Dad. He goes, when are you guys going back into production with uh, with Beer League or with what's going on?" And I said, oh, "Pretty soon." And he goes, "Oh, he goes, man. He goes, we're not going to see you for three weeks when that starts." Because he knows the the amount of work in, in pre production no, it's a lot is it's so lot. much, and, and you like, carry the burden on that for sure. It's, no, and no, no, no. This is not me. Like, oh, look what I can. No, it's no. Just it's just well, somebody. There's always on these on these independent things. Somebody, you can share the burden, but at the end of the day, the producer and director, you know, especially the director, he's got, you know, he's got work to do two or three weeks before and during yeah. it's just getting everybody there. It's, it's intense. And, you know, one of the mistakes I made, uh, and I'm only talking about this because it, it, to me, it's a creative thing. And I like talking about what went well. What, I thought the, the cast showed up. They were great. Yes. We had some issues with how do I get the cast who lives in LA? I can't fly them in and put them up in a hotel. So we had to do some funky things with the iPad there. I think that was and a I, great improvision, to be right, honest with you. I, think, yeah, we, you know, I mean, with modern technology, why not? You know, we right. had to do that. Um, one of the things I, I I regret is that I really wanted to make. I was like, you know, I'm really going to try to get a better director. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I no, no. What what I wanted to do because Tom and I were collaborating so well, writing this other script and talking. 
I wanted to be able to be like in Video Village and just like and really look and, and discussing things with you. Hey, yeah. can we do it that way? But we had limitations because we had to do a two camera set set. We couldn't do turnaround, so you couldn't see. It can't be just camera on Dave and then camera on me. It had to be a two shot with me and Dave talking. And you at the same cameras going at the same time. One's on coverage. Right. One's one's on the wide. Yeah, for sure. Tom, but Tom, quick question about this series. What did you? And maybe Jimmy could chime in on this too with the creative control. Um, did you guys ever consider? making the five that you guys have put out there as like episode one of like, you know what I'm saying? Cause if you stack them all up, you're looking at a 25, 30 minute episode, you know? And right. I know it was only one scene, but like at the same time, I think it might play better if, if the next couple are a little, I'm going to, I'll go first on that one. I yeah. wanted to do that after looking at them. I was like, you know, let's just do it as one. That's the pilot. But I got to hand it to Tom on this one. And you probably don't realize it, Dave, uh, Tom was a little bit like, uh, it, it'll be too stagnant. It's just three guys sitting at the bar. It, it'll be boring. Well, um, think about it. Think of it like cheers maybe like, cause they never left. Yeah. The but there was no movement. There was no, uh, yeah, it, no it, it is, it is the, the whole, when we, when we, when Jimmy and I looked at, when we looked at all five episodes and it, it, it clocked in at le less than 22 minutes, it was like 20, 21 minutes or whatever when you when you're sitting there watching and people are coming in and if you don't have something else to cut to and especially in cheers yeah, we didn't you know you, you have norm crossing the bar walking over here whatever there's different things going on it was very stagnant and so that was yeah. why we made the creative choice to say let's cut these up into little snippets little widgets. we also didn't have at each snippet at each episode we didn't have an ending which would not an ending but like uh, that would bleed into the next the next part of the right. scene so, and that's on us. We should have, again, we didn't have enough time or budget to really think that through. We were kind of on a fence about it. That was going on the whole time. Should we do a 15 minute pilot or five, three minutes? That went back and forth. Um, and that's just the way it turned out. But this, this is what, this is why we're doing the next three, because now we, we have the, we have the liberties now to kind of do more um, and kind of expand upon what we kind of dipped our toe right. in into the beer league world. Right. And I, and that's the other thing too, is we're going to be introducing new characters like Dave, like you, we're going to be introducing Jimmy's son, his girlfriend, people. And all of a sudden what we're hoping is that, that, that the world starts to expand a little bit more on top of what we kind of just, right. I mean, literally I look at those five episodes as like not even an appetizer. It's like, it's yeah, like the, the, yeah, the, the whole know, purpose like, of the, the whole purpose of the first episodes were where are they now? I just right. wanted to let people, where are these guys at now? And unfortunately, we weren't able to get Artie and Ralph, but they didn't say no. They were like kind of a wait and see thing, blah, blah, blah. But in a perfect world, what I would love to have done, and I'm still working on it, it may happen, is to get a little bit of a, a financier or someone, a little bit of a big donor. Yeah. And then we can shoot, you know, 20 of them and, 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 in a month. And that yeah. way we have them ready to go at all different times and how we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. So uh, that's what we wanted to do. The other thing I, I'm going to make sure this time for me, I was in every scene, which was great. Very fortunate. Uh, but I couldn't go back to video village and look at right. any of the takes. Right. Now I even told Tom in the new one, we're going to stop for a minute. We're going to go back rewind. And not that I'm uh, not trusting Tom. It's not what it is at all, but I think, I think I could add something. You know, I've been doing this a while now. Wait, Jimmy, you didn't you didn't watch anything back? You I, just kind of left it in the hands of Tom? 
Dave, we shot 17 pages in eight no, hours. No, but that's to me, that's incredible. Because, I mean, like, just based off of what it really turned out to be I, and what it looked like, I thought it I was had to, well I had done. to trust time. And when I, you know, my... That's great. I don't, know, I don't have a style of acting, but I don't... A lot of actors are well aware where the camera is. I don't do it that way. If I'm sitting there talking to you, I look you right in the eye and I talk to you. I, this is going to... Every actor is going to hate me for this, but <laughs> it's not my job to get the camera right. My job is to do the scene with with, with Dave or or Alley. Exactly. That's true. You you yeah, get well, to come. Now, if you come over to me and say, "Jimmy, look a little bit to the left," or instead of looking at Dave in the eye, can you look like a foot over because uh, the angle's got to be right? So I'll do a scene not looking at you, but it's that I am talking to you. But I couldn't see anything, and I said, "I said, Tom, we got. I got to be able to see it. Maybe I um, maybe I'll say something, and it's not like Tom's going to go like." Okay, Jimmy, whatever you want. No, it's going to be like, Jimmy, we can't do that because right. of ba 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 ba. Plus, it's 1 30 and we got 11 more pages. In other words, people don't realize every, I guess it's every hour costs you a certain amount of money. And, and that's Tom the thing, Dave. You know, on, when we were on set, we had we had a limited time in the bar and you know, we made, limited. We, Jimmy and I made the commitment to shoot all 17 pages. We were like, all right, we're going to get this done. And so it was, you know, they call, you know, they, there's there's certain styles called guerrilla, you know, filmmaking, which is really just grabbing a camera and just running around with it. This was this was like Rambo guerrilla. Like we were like, boom, setting lights. You know, we had to get light set, cameras, audio, we had to get two cameras. And we only had, you know, I, Jimmy, what did we get? We walked in there. I think it was like I five, we had, six we, o'clock we had, in the morning. I thought this was all there. shot in like days. Like this no, is all no, one no. day. No, we, that's what I'm saying. Started, we didn't, I had to be yeah, out of the, We shot at Stand Up New York again. A we had to be out of there by move. 4 p.m. Yeah, wow. and and we were pushing it to like 4:15, but yeah. the waitresses were coming in. They had some kind of. Uh, it sounds funny now. I'm not. I don't mean it to be funny, but they had some kind of LGBTQ show going on at six o'clock. So they had to set up the tables, and yeah. we were using the stage area where the shows are as a holding area. Work as a holding area. So we had to clear all that out. There's a lot of equipment. You don't realize it. And that was my mistake. I, for some reason, I became friendly with the guy who runs stand up New York. And he's a cool dude. And I had been doing some, a lot of sets there at the time. And I thought, wow, this would be cool. Get some buzz going with stand up New York, a lot of comics. And we were always hoping for Artie to show up. I thought it was a really cool thing. But then I realized like, I figured Monday night, there's no comedy shows on Monday night. Well, Jimmy, the sure producer. Shit there was. Sure <laughs> shit there was. But these are things. So next time when we shoot, one of the things we promise when we shoot, we're going to shoot in a kitchen, a kitchen scene we're going to do. We're, we're going to be in a place where. Because yeah, once be you get. No, you're going to get to the field and be like, well, there's Little League practice at six. So you're going to have to get that. I know. Well, <laughs> you know what? Don't worry. Tom and his uh, jerk off crew at 624. I'm going to be like, guys, make sure we got the clearance for this. Because it's important. All of a sudden you lose. Because once you get actors to the set, they'll stay late. They will. They want to be home on time. Of course. But they know. Plus, they get overtime. And so, uh, you know, uh, but you, as you long as the move. environment is, is comfortable for them, they feel like they're creative, they're able to do things, you know, and, and it's not a, it's not a hostile environment. People aren't screaming right. and yelling. I don't I've never ran a set like that, even when we were running behind, like like Megan McGee is our first assistant director. And she would come out to be, you know, whether it was on Beer League or other projects. And if we were running behind, she was like, Tom, we're running behind. But it was always like we kept it like very contained so that it never right. bled out into the rest of the crew or the cast. Because once you start building that, it's like a cancer. Then everybody else starts to feel like angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. and it's like, another uh -oh. another another thing about the location. And I'm not bashing Stand Up New York. It's a really great comedy club. Mm -hmm. The yeah. front cool, door, cool the, the front door had to be blocked off. Okay. Yes. So 
the front door gets blocked off. Nobody could come in or come out during production. And so it, 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 nobody, we were kind of cramped. We didn't know where to, it was hard. It would, and then another thing which Dave uh, has so gratefully um, uh, going to be doing for us, we wanted to get way more behind the scenes stuff because, yeah. and Dave, you'll see it as soon as you get there with your camera. There's, there's moments where, for instance, if there's a scene where I'm not in or I'm, I step aside for a break when they're switching lenses or cameras or something, you know, you got to get me and Alphonse talking or me and, and Manganelli talking and you, you, you kid around. We, or we do a promo. Hey, guys, check it out. Or we do, you know, then uh, Johnny Trino with destruction, you know, the little things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, what it does is, though, because the whole thing resides on the Internet. It's not a Netflix mm. show. We have not stuff. Yet. How many times you say, Jimmy, you got anything to promote? I was like, uh, no, it's all on the screen. And this time we're going to have way more footage of ball breaking to help promote it. And we'll probably do a, I think we're going to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release for three, but I want to have like, I don't know, at least five or 10 posts that we could do to promote it. Right. Uh, and we have to actually have a production meeting on that. And, but those are the things I just wanted to let people know. Um, some people really enjoyed it. We, we got a bunch of nice reviews. Uh, it didn't go viral as much as I think we wanted to. And there were some reasons for that. The biggest thing is grassroots. Uh, number one, you know, uh, Dave, you got in bed with us a little bit late in, in the process. Yeah. Um, you did a good job promoting it, but it was like it was just late. Um, now you got to be in on it like, wow, release date. What are we doing? The Internet, Facebook. Uh, there's a lot to it. LinkedIn. Um, it's got to be all thought out because it, it, all your fans on LinkedIn, Jimmy, it's a well, LinkedIn. Let me crowd, tell you yeah. something. I, I do have a lot of fans on LinkedIn. Believe <laughs> I me know me. it's crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, social media is, a, is a, uh, it's an evil bird sometimes. And you know, it's blessing, just, blessing and a curse. It's yeah, a weapon. No doubt about it. So, uh, and it's, we, you know what? And the, and the one thing I've heard on a recent podcast, it's free. It's free. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't, right. if you ask the guy to put a billboard up, an actual billboard on the turnpike, it costs right. you thousands of dollars. If thousands you ask someone like yeah. newspaper articles, like, can I put a little ad in the paper? Sure. 800 bucks. Yeah. You, right. Can you post on social media? Yeah. Free. You yeah, know what I mean? So I think, nobody can complain about social media right now because it's still free. Yeah. I also think though, in, in, in the Facebook world, um, you know, there's that thing of buying ads. We, we didn't really, we didn't really buy any ads even. No, and, because there's a way to do that. Like you're gonna have to make a like a almost like a um, you would have to share the trailer almost. Like there's one thing right. you would have to kind of dial back and and push, right. and that that's right. specifically designed for Facebook to kind of hit more hit more people. So there's, there's multiple ways to do it, and I think yeah, you know, me being just in the, didn't, it's yeah, just I think now we'll be now. a little bit um, uh, a little bit more conscientious of what we need to do and what needs to Some be your LinkedIn shot. people coming in now. There's at least at two LinkedIn. of us here a week. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> That's great. But, um, uh, so anyway, I wanted to have Tom on and because uh, he does a great job. And we're, I can't wait to really discuss this other project that we're working on, Yeah, uh, which we promised each other we wouldn't let life get in the way as much. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to be working on that hopefully uh, this week. Yes. But thank you very little. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I, I, I want to shout out that I did get the screen unsuited, which I think is awesome. Oh, thank I, you. I thought thank that was you. very, yeah, very well done. Our, it's a very, very cool story. It's a great you. idea. Un unsuited. I love uh, my explanation of unsuited is always funny because I am not a gambler. Um, and unsuited is about a guy who uh, wants to get like into gambling as a profession, but he stinks at player. it. 
Yeah, professional poker player, but he stinks. I love some of those scenes. Some of those scenes, those cutaways, like flashback. A lot of this stuff is really well done. I, I thought it was very, very entertaining. Thank so you, thank you. Yeah, we we actually did a screening of it at the World Series of Poker uh, back in July with uh, a private screening with professional poker players, some gaming industry people, uh, and the uh, Poker.org uh, came. They were a news media. They wrote up a really nice review for us. Nice. Uh, poker News is actually going to be writing a nice review uh, in the next two weeks. Uh, and then we are we're actually going to be screening at do another private screening down in Florida uh, at the end of November with uh, with another main main event in the poker world, uh, the World Poker Tour, the WPT. Um, so, you know, we're getting some really good gaming industry folks, you know, getting in behind the show as well. So one thing one thing we're definitely going to do with Beer League and we didn't do it last time. And mm. uh, I guess it was my call. So maybe I blew this one. But. We are going to have a screening at a That's movie theater. Yes, yes. Of Beer League. Okay. Yes. So you see Beer League first, then you see the first five episodes, and then you see the new three. Yeah. We'll do that live in a theater. And Dave, you know, it's just to get a buzz. We're, we're close Red to signing. Red carpet event. Sign me yeah. up. Let's go. It was, yeah. It, it, we're close to signing with a, a streaming app. Um, yep. With it right now. Also, we wanted to, I had to talk to Dave about some, maybe something with Premiere. Uh, where these things can maybe reside, uh, you know. Uh, but you know, listen, those all these streaming apps doesn't mean you know money rolls in. That's not how it works. Everybody knows that. It just gives more places and more people to watch it that maybe wouldn't have known about it, don't know anything about it. So exactly. Um, and the big thing is we got to grow it beyond the original characters. That's why we're introducing my son. Uh, and we got a very funny punchline about my son's name in the thing, which I will not reveal now. And um, used to be a writer. And uh, yeah, well, listen, <laughs> on, on the set, we it's you know we, we don't always stick to the script, so especially with you with destruction, that's yeah. that's just I'm gonna be abusing you on that. So funny. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, well, that's it. Hey, Tom, thanks for coming on. Anything well, else? Thanks for uh, having me, guys. You know. They make sure you tell your wife she's now co-executive producer now. So <laughs> tell your wife I said hello. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and telling our little Beer League the Series story here. At Shane. And also, hey, you know we got to give I a shout out to Greg, uh, our other partner, Greg Alperin, uh, who is key uh, in helping us out with a lot of different things. Some lawyer stuff he had to help us out with and try to get these contracts right. And we're still struggling with a couple of contracts. Um so a uh, big shout out to Greg Alperin, who produces comedy shows and yeah. is one of the one of the producers and partners in crime. Yeah. And you know what, Jimmy, I just want one of the comments here I saw that I don't know who Robbie Bryan is said 17 pages in eight hours. My God. Holy crap. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's a director. He's and, an I just actor. Want to say, and, and I want to say probably Robbie, the, the only reason we did that is because our cast was frigging awesome and like came prepared and worked. And that's what. That's what it really. That's what. Yeah. That's what really matters. And having people like Jimmy, having people like uh, you know uh, uh, Maddie Corman, and everybody just come prepared. That's what made it. I, really I only had trouble. <laughs> I ran into a rocky fifth inning, and Dave, you can appreciate this. There was this one stretch of script that was easy, yeah. and you know what? I don't know what happened. I I I couldn't. I was. We were doing like another take, and at one point, Deej, my boy playing Alpha, it's like Jimmy, what are you doing? Like I'm like I'm like Deej. <laughs> <laughs> if if the manager comes out, I love to stun me. I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm all over the place. Immediately go to the left hand. I was like, <laughs> and 
I felt like a boxing match when I was I was trying to tell my corner man I'm not hurt I'm not hurt but he is really I couldn't. <laughs> Don't get you throw in that towel? Don't you oh throw my god, towel. it was like that. I couldn't. I forget to say. I have to look back on. I couldn't get the words. The words were getting stuck in my mouth. Uh, I don't it was, know why. It was between you, Maddie, and Deej. Uh, it was. It was the. It was episode. It was, and we didn't shoot in order. We kind of shot in order, then we jumped around. But it was one of the scenes during uh, during episode two. Is between you, Deej, and Maddie, and you guys. I, it was a phone call, and yeah, I, I remember it. You guys were. I couldn't. I just. I couldn't get. <laughs> I was, you know, I was rolling along four innings, one hit, and all of a sudden yeah. a walk, an error, a double down the line. I, I think, I think, you know what it was? I think it was when we went back, right? Because I think we did, we went chronological order, and then we went back and did some coverage stuff, and then I found some spots. I was like, can we go back to that? And I remember you yeah, going right. like, holy shit, I don't even remember what we did back then. I was I like, it was a shame we already, I was horrible. But, uh, and uh, of course, <laughs> no, working with my boy Deej is always fun. Me and him just have a good rapport. But all right, listen. Thanks, I love guys. you, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, we got to yes, get sir. to the rest of the show here. We're turning looking this into... Forward, uh, looking forward to working with you, Tom. Yeah, yeah looking forward to working fun. with you too, Dave. Yeah, I probably, right. I'll talk to you later on, my man. Peace, guys. See you. All right. That's it. Tom Bowlinger getting involved, which brings us to Corn Hevel. Corn Hevel. Corn, <laughs> corn Hevel. Cornholelevel.com. That's right. Your friend and mine. Now, look at this thing right here. Look at this, okay, with the Rutgers thing, which is coming up in a second. I'll discuss. Mm -hmm. This thing is the greatest thing ever, cornholelevel.com. They're $19.95, 20% off an order if you type in the JP show. Now, keep in mind here, Shay, these things, listen, Dave, I mm -hmm. know you like your cornhole. I know you do. <laughs> but sometimes your cornhole is just uneven here, and yeah, you well. just put this little thing right in there, and all of a sudden, ah. Like a young Ben Gay. It's you're, funny because sometimes I'm wondering, young. I'm like, why can't I sit straight? Oh, fuck. I yeah, got the cornhole level. You got a cornhole level. <laughs> and you're the kind of guy that shows up at a barbecue. And if you see your neighbor is struggling mm. with a shitty cornhole board, all awkward, not at the right level, either too steep or too flat, you got to say, let me go to my car. I got something for your cornhole. Now, if he follows you to the car, you say, no, 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 no. I mean the actual game cornhole. And uh, cornholelevel.com. These things are awesome. They're going to be doing all kinds of college stuff with oh, it. The Rutgers shit. one just got signed. And so go to cornholelevel.com, 20% off. If you say JP show, my second, second baseman, Mike Caprio, does a great job with that. All right. Well, I know we're going long here, but um, I have to do this. We're going to do a little college preview. Uh really a Rutgers preview to be honest with you um I am wearing the Bear Bryant hat in, in honor my brother's gonna hate me for that I'm gonna I'm gonna make some predictions on the Scarlet McKnights and I'm hard on Rutgers because you know why this is my 40th year of watching Rutgers football Good 1983 Lord. to 2023 man and I have just watched a lot of shitty football man I mean bad bad games Bad old stadiums, Big Ten blowouts, 88 nothings, 35 nothings, 48 nothings, shutouts galore here at the stadium. Um, and, and after a while, I was like, I'm, I'm tired. But I look at the schedule. Now, we're, I go to this thing called, Dave, you should know about this site. It's called MasseyRatings.com. They do a cumulative ranking where they take, there's about 30 um, semi-popular uh, college football polls. Of okay. which there's the big, the big five, you know, AP and the U mm -hmm, all that mm -hmm. stuff. But they have these other things, like if you and I did a poll based on, and they all have an algorithm at home, getting points, all these little algorithms they do. And right. they come up with a ranking. 
and it's really accurate, especially at the top level. Like if you're Georgia and, and, and Alabama, you, you know, uh, but Rutgers is ranked in a cumulative thing, 98th. Okay. Which means that's just trouble. Um, but we, and we have a strength of schedule in the top 30. So mm. that is a recipe. I mean, for, you're in the big 10 now, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but we know what though, like Penn state strength of schedule 66. So, okay, so they're going to go uh, the, run through their shit. But now I'm going to get to Penn State in a second. So I'm going to go through our schedule. I am making a prediction, a bold prediction. Maybe it's because it's the end of the summer here at Shea. And I'm going to say the Scarlet McKnights are going to go six and six, which is radical for me. But Five I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain why. Our first game this Sunday, noon, Northwestern. Now, Northwestern's ranked 102nd. They stink. Even though they're a better, everyone's better than us, but they stink. I think we're going to win that game. Then we go on to Temple at home, and Temple stinks. Okay, Very there bad. you go. I'm going to have them beat Temple. We beat them last year. I think we're we're more improved. Then the third game of the season, key game in Rutgers bowl hopes. Okay, Virginia Tech. Now Virginia Tech is a story program, way better than us, but they stink now. They're ranked like 88th. At home, I think that's that's what I call a swing a swing game for Rutgers. So I'm going to have them at three and zero, and not exactly a three and zero or a blow. I think they're all going to be close, shitty games, and I won't feel good about myself. Then we go to the big house. Mm. That is the most unwinnable game of all time. <laughs> uh, we just they're ranked third. Not going to happen. It's, I call it. Me and my brother call it a no shot game. We got no mm. shot there. Um, but then we play uh, Tom Baldinger's uh, alumni there, Wagner. That's Should a win. Them. So now we're now we're now we're at four and one because you know September is Rutgers football, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then starts to get a little chilly. You're raking leaves a little more than you should, <laughs> and that'll do it here from the Omni. Because then we run into <laughs> at Wisconsin. They're ranked twenty third in the country at Wisconsin. Mm-mm. We're not winning that game. That's Mm-mm. a loss. Then we got. Michigan State at home. Now, Michigan State's ranked 55th on this cumulative poll, preseason poll. We do well against Michigan State sometimes. I don't know why. <laughs> we, we, did, we beat them three times in the last, like, 30, 40 years. I think we've beaten them three times. That's amazing to me. Um, but I just think we're going to get beat there. Low expectations. I yeah, I don't think, I think we're going to get beat there. Um, and then we have the next uh, at Indiana. Now, they're ranked 82nd. This is a swing game. We don't. We never play well at Indiana, but it's a swing game. So I'm going to say, you know what? We're going to get the win. So what do we got now? One, five and two. two? Three, four. We're five and two. Okay. So now, now you got to win a- to, to go 500 for this year at five and two. All you got to okay. do is win one more game. Okay. But here one comes the game. death. Here comes okay. the death spiral. <laughs> then we got uh, at home against Ohio State. That's a no shot game. None whatsoever. <laughs> no shot. That's a loss. And now I have. I think the Rutgers schedule has three games in a row. Ohio State at home at Iowa. Nobody wins. Mm. The lacrosse team doesn't win at Iowa. The <laughs> chess team, if Rutgers has a cornhole team, they lose at Iowa. <laughs> With yeah, Lefler's. It's just a loss. There's no shot of us beating at Iowa. Like Penn State goes to Iowa at 6 3 at the half. No shot. And then we have the other no shot game Penn State on the road. Now, Penn State, I'm going to get to them when I'm done with this. That's a no shot game. And then it comes down to the final game. We're going to be five and we're going to be six and five. No, five and six. We're going to be five and six. So, wait, you lost four straight? Yeah, for sure. 
And we're okay. heading into the Maryland game. Now, a lot of dumb Rutgers fans always say, oh, Maryland's not that good. They're way better than us. Mm. But I'm going to guess that I think we're, we're going to have better depth this year. And I think now, last year we, we, you know, we, we got smoked by them. Mm. But I think it's at home. We're going to be f- five and six with a chance for a bowl. And that's another swing game. So the swing games are Virginia Tech at Indiana and home against Maryland. I say we get the win there and we go six and six. Now, my reasons for all of this, we are going to get blown out by the no-shot teams. I think we're going to be better on defense because our defense was pretty good last year, but our offense was like ranked 150th of all college teams. We, we, we Three and out all the time. I don't think they had an actual solve at the quarterback position last year either. No, it was a we, lot of like a lot of the kid, interchangeable parts. The quarterback got hurt in preseason that would have started, not Wimsat, the other guy. I know. And our O line will be better. We brought in some transfers. I think our O line will be better, not at the Big Ten level though, but enough to handle the Northwesterns, the Temple, and Virginia Techs. I also think our running game, we got this kid Brown coming back at a weird injury. He was starting to get the ball rolling pretty well last year. He got hurt. But again, it's the quarterback. Gavin Wimsat, everybody thinks he's the second coming. I've seen nothing from this kid. He looks the part. He's got the dreadlocks hanging out. He's, he looks, he just looks like he's like, oh my God, I'm the, you know, I've I've arrived. And then it's three and out. I I, I this kid, I, I, he's done nothing. He's got the size, the tools, they say. I just don't know. Um it's really all on him. If we get good quarterback play, we can go six and six. If we don't, we'll go. I believe we can go three and nine real easy, Oof. like easy, easy, go three and nine. Um, so that's it. I got him but at six and game, six. Those, those swing games are definitely winnable. So it's not like it's definitely a complete, winnable. Definitely. Winnable I looked games. at, that's why I looked at the rankings. In other words, like even Michigan state, you know, they're ranked 55th. So th- that tells you that they're not. When is that? When is the, the home cl- closer against Maryland? What's the date? It's late, uh, like uh, the week. The week might even be the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, I was gonna say a little uh, colder. I mean, a little, little weather game. You know, a little little snowage, got, Maybe Maryland's got some receivers, and Maryland's tough. Yeah, again, no, they do. Again, it's not it's not Ohio State. You know what I mean? Uh, no, no, not at all. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Shiano. I mean, this is his fourth year. It's like okay, okay, we're waiting. And all I'm looking for is for quality, quality, uh, quality play. So that's it. Also, I have a prediction. I'm only going to predict two of the top four teams, and they're radical. I believe Notre Dame will easily be in the top four. They really? got that quarter. They got that quarterback from Wake Forest. He's got the beard. He's like 45 years old now. He's been playing for 20 years. I don't know if anybody <laughs> watched the Navy. Going to play game. him in the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to play. I'm going to play his role. Dennis this Quaid. kid, the kid from Wake Forest, who's on Notre Dame. He's Wake Forest. You know. They're not Notre Dame. Notre Dame has talent. They got a quarterback now who's been quarterbacking for six years. He's very <laughs> relaxed back there. I'm telling you right now, Notre Dame, I think they will run the table and they will be in the top four. Run the I table. I also think, yes, I do. I think Notre Dame's going to be awesome. That's my oh, prediction. Shit. Hey, it's just a little, I mean, that's a little head. They old. will be in the top four. I oh. also have, I also think Penn State will be in the top four. They're going to knock. Michigan or Ohio State off. I think Penn State has a defense that is stifling. They got a quarterback now who's a, a sophomore, played a lot last year to get his uh, feet wet. Um, I think Penn State's going to be a beast uh, this year, and I think they're going to sneak in to the um, 
to the top four. I don't know who the other teams are. Probably your Georgia, Clemson's, whoever else. I can care less. Those are my two. So I predicted two of the four. Okay. Um, Fair. So that's it. Which brings us to Oxy Magic. <laughs> that's right. OxyMagicUSA.com. Oxy with a Y, Dave. Oxy Y, Oxy, O-X-Y, MagicUSA.com. They are a carpet cleaning service. They're not your traditional. They don't drag the hoses through. The average dry time is about two hours. They got the Green Seal, EPA, Safer Choices. They got some great people working for them. They do wall, uh, wall-to-wall area rugs, upholstery, tile. They do grout. They have 80 locations nationwide. The company is now offering 0% financing. If, in fact, me and Dave want to open up our own cleaning service, which and the Rutgers special be, teams crew always around be, November, always be on the table. <laughs> um, so, especially when you know Rutgers pisses me off and I throw something, I throw my uh, you know glass of wine or beer through the television, it gets all mm. over the carpet. You got to call OxyMagicUSA.com. These guys are great. My boy Tom owns it with his wife Natalie. They're pickleball players as well. Go check it out, OxyMagicUSA.com. Dave, you used them, and I think they did a good job from you. From what they I did. heard, they lasted. They your, lasted. You, you got your kids, and you're running all over the carpets now. It's <laughs> yeah. factory fresh. That's yeah. how we like to handle that. Um, uh, other news here from the Omni, and I'm rolling along because we're running a little late. Uh, I'm in a pickleball league right now, an official league, okay? And everybody's being so creepy. They're like, Joe, we're trying to look at matchups. I'm like, guys, softball league. You show up on Wednesday, right? <laughs> you smack them, you throw the ball around a little bit, you go have a beer, and you go home. That's what a league is. They're talking about taking us to the States and going, I'm like, guys, what are you talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't think anybody on the team is better than me, except maybe one guy. I'm either even or I'm, uh, you know, a little, little bit less than the other guy, but I'll get in his head and I'll smoke him too. Swing game. <laughs> yeah, swing game over here, Jay. <laughs> other, other big news. And I don't know if she's still here. Natalie, you still here? Nat? She would just leave? Like Natalie? That <laughs> yeah, this is this is what's happening on a live show, ladies and gentlemen. Live show. Dad's I, calling I daughter. Was, I, I thought she was right there. My daughter Natalie uh has a big, big, big week next week. She is starting high school. Oh my I God. can't believe. And I gotta go to I gotta go to Keith Jack uh, Bear Bryant. Best thing about a freshman, they become sophomore. Um <laughs> they uh Nat, you there? Nat. This is great podcast. Hey, Nat, what am I, a mirage? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nat. Come here. I hear her. She's out, she's out there. She's Come like, here. Dad, I don't want to be on your stupid show. <laughs> Hurry up. You're going to be on. The show's almost over. Um, she starts high school next week. She's a little nervous about it. Uh, come on in. Hop in. Hop in. Get your face in there. There it is right there. Good evening. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's getting so <laughs> old, my God. Well, she looks like she's 35 years old. Oh, now she's oh. knocking my earbuds off. This oh, is... hey, Nat, okay, how are you? Say hi. Hello. Hey, oh, listen, Stella hi. misses you. Stella misses you very much. Yes, I, I know. We want... That's all she says. <laughs> when, when are we going to get together with Dave's kids? I said, well, it depends how the Jets do, because, you know, his son's a big Jet fan now. So yeah, right. Get all that um, all I right. see them all over your Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yes, pop over here. All right. I just want you excited about high school. You can do it. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, as long as you don't fit in the lockers that can't stuff you in them, that's the kind of test I did on my first day to make sure I was good I know, to go. But, but Dave, they really couldn't stuff you in the locker. That's they? very true. <laughs> Although me, they could, have, they could have stuffed me and hung me from the locker. That's how small and skinny I was. But yeah, so you're excited? You're a little excited though, right? Best I'm of luck, Nat. She had a little Thank tour you. today and she went around and uh, 
That's it. You got anything else to say? Oh, wait a minute. Guess who's going to the Rutgers game on Sunday with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> very nice. She's excited about that. So very cool. Very cool. She knows that September is Rutgers football because mm. uh, we're still we, we didn't lose yet. All right, Nat. Now you got to give me my ear. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Thank God she looks like her mother. By Bye, the way. podcast. <laughs> Take care, Nat. All right. Natalie Joan making not her debut. She's been on before. Um, Jimmy, she's getting old. Like quick. She's like 45 years old. This is Which, I saw her two summers ago and she was a freaking it felt like she was I seven. I know. Now she looks she looks like she looks like Bill Clark right now, just you know, <laughs> chipping in uh so I, no, nobody nobody calls their daughter, but there goes Dave with the jug of water. Yeah, uh, I, I took a multiple swigs throughout the I, course, and you didn't say okay. a goddamn thing. I didn't, so say, I didn't catch I made, it. I don't I know how sure I missed it. it. Um, which brings us to chasingmiracles.com. And there's a miracle. My mother thinks these is convinced these things work. Um, it's all kinds of shit your body needs. Um, they are chasing miracles, stem cell patches. The, the swimmers use them. Athletes use them. You get more stamina, energy, muscle strengthening, pain elimination. It's like a detox, a weight loss thing. I've been using them, but not every day. I will start using them every day because I am becoming, you know, bone crusher. Uh, how's how's Daryl Clark as a, as a normal human being? Is he is he cool? Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a big All LSU right. Saint fan. I just uh, uh, friend old. request. So I'm just making. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, Daryl Clark's cool. <laughs> Daryl Clark, uh, okay, cool guy. He's you a Patreon, and also no, he's a big. Listen, he lives down I'm there. Kidding. He's a big Saint and uh, big beer league Saint and LSU fan. I'm he with lives it. and die with them. Um, nice. But again, chasingmiracles.com. You got to check these stem cell patches out. They work great. There's no needles, non-invasive. There's nothing that goes injected. You don't swallow anything. Um, and it's all kinds of, you know, uh, not those know, pills you get at the, uh, you know, they're probably going to do a joke there, but, uh, they, the Navy SEALs use them here in Shay. Go to chasingmiracles.com. Check these things out. My mother is scheduled for knee replacement in January and she is holding off as of right now. Her knee feels a little bit better. Nice. Um, and look at that. Look at Daryl Clark. I'm jumping in there. So go check these things out. I use them. I'm going to be using them. Every day, though, because I, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm like Butterbean now. And uh, so go check these things out. They're also a longtime sponsor, and they're good people. Go talk to Tommy and Donna. Uh, next week, we're going to do a NFL Giants preview. The Stinks List makes its debut next Tuesday. And uh, Dave's next favorite week, thing. Dave's, <laughs> next week, Dave's away Dave's out of away. nowhere. I don't know what happens. Dave doesn't think I know about the NFL, but I do my uh, research. Jimmy, Jimmy, your, your, your newspaper. Your newspaper listen, reading every Monday doesn't count listen, as knowing the listen, NFL. I listen. I watch the the the, the blue channel, the, the red zone there, blue channel, the, the blue red channel. zone there, and I go on there. I watch, and I'm again, my expert scientific research mm. is based on sitting on the couch with a beer in my hand. I watch five <laughs> minutes of a game, and I go, "This team stinks." That it's accurate. <laughs> uh, I get your your Cowboys were not on the stinks list most of the year, except for that they one. They should not be played. on the stinks list. They Might played lousy one year. game last year. I put them on the stinks list, but I think they were on the good list most of the time and mm. very good for. I feel a while. Like, like you're fucking Santa Claus all of a sudden. Like, oh, the Cowboys yeah, made the naughty. That's it. <laughs> that's exactly what the list okay. is about. I think this should be public. Published in every major website and publication, <laughs> the Jimmy Palumbo stinks list. Uh, and I may put the Giants on there and the Jets just because. Um, Hard knocks tonight, baby. Tune in. That's it. <laughs> last one, right? Uh, has it been five already? I think it's it's got to be the last one. They don't go. No, you can, no, can wrap it up next week. Right. Because no, the I, season listen, don't start till Thursday. Uh, Aaron, yeah, I listen. I, I'm not, I, I like the Jets. Uh, I don't, I don't hate the Jets. 
Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers, like I would love to have him in beer league the series. He's like, he's, oh, what a guy. He's, he's way a, too cool for the room. Yeah, I know. Uh, but if uh, what I am hoping, I just pray to God that the Jets lose on opening day and he throws three picks because you just got to listen to WFAN. New York Sports Radio is just going to be Oh, my God. I told you. I told you. In the Jets' defense, and I'm not about to try to make a case for the Jets, they are playing the Bills. So it's not like, you know. Of course. It it ain't a gimme. I I looked at the Giants' schedule. I think one and six is definitely – every team is great. They play. right. As long as they don't win that first one, I don't give a fuck. Listen, if we win the first game, we run the table. If you All win right. the first game, Dave's not on the show that following uh, Tuesday. Dave will not be here. And here comes Chris Gucci. Chris Gucci. <laughs> That's, you know what? Aaron Rodgers will stink. Jets lose. Giants beat the Cowboys. I got to have Gucci on the You're, end. you're by really yourself. It's that. a solo show that day. I'm behind the glass for real, for real. Uh, it's great. Um, but you always give fair assessments. Mostly fair assessments. Mostly. Go I got a show see. today. I think Anybody you're better. wants to tune in today, I'm giving a, a cut-down show day on my own show at 4 o'clock. So okay. a little shameless Dave plug Dave Sergio show. Check that out. I think you're worse during the off-season with your Cowboy stuff. You know what it I is? Think, I think during the season. It's the same I think, song and dance. It's the same song and dance every year. A lot of the Cowboy fans come out of the woodwork. Like, this is it. This is it. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I'm, I'm never one of those guys. I'm never going to. No, you're, you're never going to hear me like, this is our year. Like. It'll no, you, you listen. I'm you not you are you're still an obnoxious cowboy fan, of course. But during are. the season, I think you give good assessments as to where, sure, where they're at. Uh, I've listened to the, your show many times, uh, and when they lose, you're pissed. You're a fan. You mm-hmm. also, you know, you, I think you give decent read, but you know, in the middle of like March and April, that's when you get sloppy. You just you become <laughs> you, just, you become like a nine year old cowboy. You fan. see the guy, you see the guy that the Cowboys have in the seventh round, future Hall of Famer. I don't know. I know. <laughs> And the, yeah, I think the worst day to talk to you is the day after the draft. You have every guy going to Ken. Oh my God. And, and, and you're like, no, he played at Delaware State. He's yeah. a free safety. Like, hey, you don't Did even you see his game Cowboys. against Rutgers? Did you see everybody's game against Rutgers? <laughs> oh, that's the rule. If you stink against Rutgers, you can't. Oh, uh, forget it. it. You, you ain't cutting it. But uh, all right. All so right. don't forget Pine Tar Bar and Grill in Forkhead River, 609 489 4286. Go down and check my boy Tommy out. Best sports, sports bar in New Jersey. And also my good friend, Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. She's a certified therapist. Go talk to her. I'm big on this. If you're feeling like shit, you're down and out, you're getting, you're starting to get a little goofy and having thoughts, you're just not right, you're having trouble getting out of bed. Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. She'll take care of you. She'll walk you through. She'll try to help you out. She's good people and she's a good personal friend of mine. I'll be seeing her possibly Friday, not for therapy, just to hang out with her kids with my daughter. Uh, I'll be seeing you during the NFL season. That's it. (laughs) Yes, of course. Lisa's hoping. Well, listen, (laughs) in your world, if the Cowboys go like four and eight, she'll make she'll be making a billion dollars a week. Right, right. Dave, you can only book one hour sessions. I don't know what this whole everyday (laughs) thing is like. I don't know why you got to sit down every day. I'll be like everybody, everybody at Cowboys.com. Please go to (laughs) LisaRuane.com because you (laughs) need help. All right. Well, this show was long. I don't know why, but we had some fun. Uh, That's it. Uh, Dave, thank you. Thanks to all the people tuning in. Joe Sinecor, Troy, my sister, Daryl Clark, being a jerk off. And um, and that's it. All right. I'll talk to you guys later on. Take care, everybody. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?